Episode 378, San Diego Comic-Con 2022 News. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I am Ben, Ben Avery, one of three regular hosts, but only one of two hosts who are here today to talk about the San Diego Comic-Con news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con 2022. And there's a lot of it, so that means we want to talk about it. And by we, I mean me and Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. It is going well. I had two things happen in life that sounded like they were going to get really bad and really expensive. And then they didn't, which is always nice. Good. So Yay. one of them was my phone died because I couldn't charge it because the charging port was broken. <laughs> and I went for a week and it's just like, I can't afford to fix it right now. I can't afford to buy a new one right now. I'm just going to wait. We'll see what happens. And people kept saying, hey, can't you do like a wireless charge with that thing? And I was like, no, because it was a cheap one and it's old. It's a couple years old. Mm. And then someone said something. I was like, well, I might as well try it. And I looked it up and realized, no, I totally can. So I went a week without my phone thinking it was dead. But like Lazarus, it has returned. <laughs> nice. It has returned. So, yeah, that's kind of fun. Do you have a U-break WeFix place? Probably, but I not nearby. Okay. But I, when I was looking up online just to see how much it would cost to repair the port, everything I heard was looking like it was going to be like 250 to $300. Okay. And so I was putting off actually going into a place until we could we could swing that. But the other thing was do you want to put 250 bucks into an old phone or is it better to just save up a little bit longer Yeah. and go with a new one or just buy a $40 charger, <laughs> which is what I did. And yeah. so it's working and I'm actually looking at my notes that you sent me on my phone right now. Sweet. So yeah, I, I like to hang on to my phones. I have found Instead of buying a new iPhone every couple of years, try to replace the battery. Because the battery is usually my biggest issue with the phone. Replace the battery as much as possible until Apple stops supporting the iOS on that device. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are not here to talk about phones. <laughs> no, this is not phone talk. <laughs> we are here to talk about the MCU and the expansion of the MCU. And there was a lot that came out of San Diego Comic Convention. And yeah, I think we are just going to go step by step with this thing in release order. Like when this when these things are going to come out. And we're going to talk about the thing, the date, our thoughts, information that we have, uh, and, and just kind of blast through all of this. And if you have any thoughts about any of this stuff, I would ask you to please, please, please 
uh, let us let us know on our Facebook page or send us an email to studioavery at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a little bit of feedback that I will pull up here. Good. But not much. Yeah. So let's, what is first? What is first? What do you have first here? She-Hulk. No, oh, no. Um, wait, we'll get to I Am Groot later. That's down the list. Yeah. So there are two lists that we're looking at. One is live yeah. action and one is animation. So we're going to yes. start with live action. Although there's going to be a lot of animated characters in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as you watch the uh, watch the trailer. She-Hulk herself, obviously animated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So. so it will be released on August 17th, which is not far from now. They had like a little quick panel for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. They had a whole bunch of people, but the the main people that they had was Tatiana Maslany. Or I may have butchered her last name. I'm sorry. Just say it confidently and just go. <laughs> just go with okay. it. Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Ginger Gun- Gonzaga. She plays Nikki, who is She-Hulk's best friend, and Jamila Jamil, who plays Tatiana, who's going to play the baddie for the series. Ti- Titania. Titania. Oh, yeah. okay. Titania with with confidence. Which is a, a Marvel villain from from the comics, yeah. And I I'm excited about this. The, one of the things they've said, and they show it in the trailer, is that they're going to break the fourth wall, Deadpool style. Well, yes. guess what? Guess who did it first? It wasn't Deadpool. It was She-Hulk. Ah. She did it first. And I remember reading, it was, I think it was a David Byrne run. And then I, Steve Gerber did a run as well, which is why I picked it up. And yeah, she talks to the reader and she talks about how, and I don't know if it started on the cover and moved into the pages, but the covers, she'd be standing there holding the cover and be like talking about her costuming and how, you know, we're, we're going to give you what you want. And so she's not wearing very much costuming and talking about, you know, buy this comic or I'll, you know, do whatever. And talking to the reader and breaking the fourth wall, breaking panel walls. And I don't know how I feel about it. I, I appreciate that it is something from the comics, but there's just a weirdness when you change tone like that. So the MCU is a fairly, I mean, we even call it MCUing something is to take something fantastical and give it a, at least a science fiction grounding. And so I'm not sure like how breaking the fourth wall fits into, into the, you know, the, the grounding of it, but that's what they're doing. Maybe it's just She-Hulk just expressing her internal monologue towards the audience. It could be, but who's the audience is the question. Like is, and then someone else was saying, this is the first time the MCU has broken the fourth wall. And then I would say, well, but remember the watcher in what if, ah, yes, you know, he addressed us. And so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. In film school, breaking the fourth wall is a big no, no, unless that's what you're intending to do. Like, I know, but well, I were, I took a class where somebody had a character in one of their short films break the fourth wall, just kind of turn to the camera and wink, and 
they apparently, we got a little lecture about, you don't break the fourth wall. It, it's terrible filmmaking. And we're like, geez, man, they do it in comedies all the time. Yeah, they do. And that's, I would, I would accept it. If they're saying that that is a hard and fast rule of mm-hmm. filmmaking, I would accept that in the sense that it's like poetry and, and fiction writing where you learn the rules so you can break them. True. And break them well and break them for effect. Yeah. Oh, and they also broke the fourth wall in Multiverse of Madness. There was a moment where Wanda turned to the camera and stared straight at the audience. Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily count that. Really? If you if you look at the camera, it's not always breaking the fourth wall. And so But that is some... that is a horror trope though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They did it in uh and there's something like that in um, Nope. There's a thing where something intense is happening and then they look right at the camera and come right at the camera. It's not breaking the fourth wall, though, because they're coming at another character and that character's perspective. The thing is coming and looking directly at it. So, uh, Well, that movie is actually – there's a subtext about black filmmaking in Hollywood, which I really want to see this movie. You do. You do. Yeah. I mean, that, that particular scene wasn't, but yeah, there's, there's definitely, it's not subtext, it's text. Like it's, it's there. Text. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's very much an, an obvious thing. It's both, I should say. Like they talk about it out loud and then they imply things as well, but then it's also, but I don't want to say too much. There's some twists. Okay. everything you thought you knew it's it's one of those things where it's interesting they showed so much in the trailer and i was just like how can they show so much in the trailer they gave it all away and then you're like oh i saw this in the trailer but i didn't know the context behind it so i thought i was seeing one thing but you're seeing something else it's it's good okay it's good. yeah because i've heard some really terrible reviews from it and really good reviews and i'm like okay <laughs> I would say it's not the best of his three uh, horror movies. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't even call it necessarily a horror movie. We did a Strangers and Aliens episode about it. So. Okay. Uh, okay. So back to uh, back She-Hulk. to She-Hulk. Let's talk about the guests or cameos. There's going to be a lot of cameos, apparently. A lot. A lot more than, than we have listed. But we know Mark Ruffalo's in it. Yes. We know Tim Roth is in it. Yes. And we know Benedict Wong is in it. As Wong. Wong and is Wong. <laughs> we see we see Daredevil in the trailer. So he's probably in it. Then again, if they're breaking the fourth wall, maybe not. Maybe it's it's it might be Matt Murdock. I mean, because I believe we haven't covered the rest of the former Netflix series. <laughs> Now it's just I think it's just called the uh, Defender Saga. Yeah. But there are I, I don't want to give away too much, but there are instances where other people are wearing the Daredevil costume in the seasons that we have not yet covered. So. Well. I don't. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> who has the costume right now. <laughs> Could be him. I'm guessing it probably is. But I'm going to think it is. That's because so. he's a lawyer. Yeah. He's a lawyer. It'd be interesting to see, like, is there just going to be a whole episode where they're up against each other in, in the court or something like that? 
Will there be a thing where they're working together on a case? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't like tonal shifts, which is why as much as I enjoyed Ragnarok, it was a bit much for me to step from, you know, some serious movies with lots of jokes and step into a movie that is definitely a comedy. And we've talked about Star Trek before. Lower Decks is an animated show. It is straight up comedy. It is mm. Simpsons level humor sometimes. Fourth wall breaking. You want to talk about breaking the fourth wall. This breaks the fourth wall, which totally goes against the tone of previous series. And, you know, they're making jokes about movies and TV episodes that people should not know what had happened in those movies and TV episodes, but they know as if they watched these things as movies and TV episodes. And so I, I just lower decks would be something completely different for me if it wasn't Canon, but it is, it is Canon and I watch it, but I'm slightly irritated. And then I'll laugh because they are making really good star Trek jokes, <laughs> but it's Canon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And so I'm afraid that that's what we're going to have here is things where it's like, oh, they they went. Well, breaking the fourth wall go a step too far. Yeah, we'll see. On the other hand, I mean, there. what is canon really? Because I believe there are some Star Trek Doctor Who crossover comics. It's T and like deep, uh, next generation. Yeah, there are. And but the thing is, that's a different canon then. And so I can separate that kind of a thing. But if you're going to tell me that all of the Star Trek on the screen stuff is one canon or all MCU on the screen is one canon, I can live with multiple canons. I I live with it all my life. I was able to separate it very simply because I knew when I'm reading a comic book, that is its own canon. And everything that happened on the screen before the comic books is – backstory to what I'm reading right now. And it's all one through line. The, you know, the TV show episodes, the comic book series, but if you move over to the novels, the novels might reference something from the comics, but it's again, another Canon. They don't, they aren't beholden to each other. And then what's on the screen with star Trek, nothing else mattered. You know, you could say whatever you want on the page, but as soon as an episode trumps it, then that thing is not history anymore. And so you had like these multiple through lines. You just kind of kept straight because I'm reading the comics now. I'm reading the novels now. I'm watching the show now. And yeah. And so it's the same kind of thing with Marvel comics. You got the comic stories, you got the movies, you know, and um, if they had just said that Netflix was its own thing and just done it that way, that'd be one thing, but they said it's all connected. And so now they either need to clearly define things for us and come out and just say it, which they're not doing, or it's all canon and I'm making up ways that it all fits together. And so then I have to like, well, how does, how does she Hulk looking at the screen? And is, is she going insane? Does she think there really are viewers watching her? Is that Deadpool's deal? I know what stewards would say. It's all just a show. We should really just relax. (laughs) I say it sometimes too, uh, yeah. but, 
but I do, I, I know that Leonard Nimoy has a quote that's floating around. I don't know if he actually said it, but it's on memes where he's like, Canon is for the week or something like that, where he's <laughs> like, you know, just enjoy it. And I can, I can do that. But at the same time, we live in a world where people want facts. They want stability. They want to be able to look at something and say, this is this, this is that. And so far it's all MCU still. I know people don't agree that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is MCU that, you know, and we'll talk about Daredevil when we get there, but. Yeah, but we were rewinding a little bit. Um, you, you first started off with a tonal shift with Thor. And that's just a tonal shift. It's not really a change in canon. No, no. The tonal shift, though, is if it's just the universe changes a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, well, it's like I said with Lower Decks. You know, Lower Decks is a huge tonal shift, huge tonal shift. And it's canon. And so it's hard for me to reconcile the way that they're able to know things they shouldn't know, but. So you're just saying it's, it's more like a, an odd Deadpool shift. Yeah. 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 But again, don't get me wrong. Lower Decks is really funny. And when they make jokes about Gary Mitchell, it's like, Hey, this, this, there's some deep dives, uh, some deep cuts, I should say in, in Lower Decks. And if you're a Star Trek fan, it's funny but depending on what kind of Star Trek fan, if you're like me, the whole time you're just like, oh, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> fit. And I don't want to be saying that about She-Hulk because I really love the character and I especially love some of the stuff that I think that they're going to be referencing. So, One thing I'm not loving about She-Hulk right now from the trailers is the animation. I am just... It's it's not quite right yet, and I'm understanding that that Marvel is having a big issue having animation done uh, properly on time, and uh, you can get away with a, l- a little bit with like say with uh, the magic or or um, powers used in some things like in Moon Knight and with Miss Marvel because it's it's magic, but you're animating a face to make it look human, and it looked like in the trailers that her mouth couldn't keep up with the words. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely something off. I really wish, and I don't know how they could have done this and and pulled it off, and, and people accepting it. They they would have people would have been complaining about it if they did it this way too. It would have been fun if they had gone the opposite direction and gotten a bodybuilder. And and just had the She-Hulk side of things be the practical effect and <laughs> and did her, you know, made her smaller like they did with Steve Rogers in in uh the first Avenger. Hmm. I, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Because you can't go the Lou Ferrigno route where you have two actors playing the same role. Because in The Incredible Hulk it worked because he turned into a monster. But this she keeps her personality. She keeps, you know, so if you get two different actresses, it's going to be very difficult for them yeah. to play the same character. But yeah, they, they did it in, in uh, Shazam. No, that's true. 
it works in Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. But. All right, let's move on. Let's, let's talk about the next one. Okay. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, that trailer. It's something else. Oh, that trailer was gorgeous. It and it made me cry. I don't I don't know about you, but it made me cry. It did not make me cry. But did it make you feel the feels? Uh a little bit. I have a feeling the movie will more than the trailer. Um because the trailer was just so fast-paced. Because by the time you're feeling sorry, by the time I'm feeling anything, <laughs> uh, we're moving on to the next thing. And yeah, but there's Submariner. There's Na- Namor. He's there. You've got the, all the guest people. You know, you've got all the regular cast. They're there. Ironheart is there. Yes. There's a very strong chance that this will be one of the best movies of the year. I'm thinking so, too. I think that the filmmakers took all of their grief they had for Chadwick Boseman and just put it into this movie. Yeah. And I have seen some people say, wow, this is horrible. What a cash grab. And <laughs> I'm just like, first of all, okay, fine. Yeah. The whole MC all is a cash movies grab. <laughs> are cash grabs. They all are. <laughs> it's, you can't get around that. If you're making art, and commerce at the same time, you're doing a cash grab, but you're making art and you have artists who are working on it. And yes, they're getting paid. So it's a cash grab technically, but yeah, there's definitely emotion on the screen. And I think that, like I said, I think we're looking at one of the best movies of the year, if not the best of the year. Which is why I think they moved it to November, because that's right before Oscars. That's usually when you put in your best movies is towards the end of the year. Because they did that with Spider-Man No Way Home. And, you know, that, that was a huge, huge deal all through December. So I think they're hoping to, yeah, have this be another huge hit. Oh, before I get to the the song, I also wanted to mention that uh, T'Challa's mother, uh, Angela Bassett's character, she has a line that about she lost her entire family, and then she lost. She says uh, on screen that she lost everything. The line about losing her entire family is a voiceover in the trailer. So I think that that might just be one of those. MCU fake outs in the teaser. <laughs> um, because I think they may be pretending, oh, Sherry's going to die. But, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it could be. They could be. They could be. But. So I'm I just, could also see her saying it to Sherry. Like, I've lost my whole family except for you. you know, uh, I, I don't want to lose you too. I could see them doing that. But. Yeah. But I think that's what they were trying to go for. But I, or I just have a gut feeling that that's that, that Shuri is not going to die, or maybe they'll do like they did in the last movie, because <laughs> T'Challa did die in the first Black Panther movie, and then he came back to life, because he went to the ancestor realm. Remember? Yeah. 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 I all I want 
this is my prediction, but also my wish. I want Shuri as the new Black Panther. That's what I want to see. Um, they show in the trailer someone. <laughs> maybe it's Shuri. Maybe it's Charlie Cox. Who knows? But someone's <laughs> wearing the outfit. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's her. That's who I'm rooting for. And I don't we'll think it's Charlie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do He's think. He's got his own costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you said yourself, that might not have been him in the costume. Maybe, you know, he switched and he's coming over here. No, but um, <laughs> I, I have a feeling though, there are going to be, a, there's going to be tearful faces and they're going to be cheerful faces because they're going to be cheering when, you know, whoever it is, this Black Panther finally steps out as Black Panther. Yeah. And there, there's going to be cheers. This is going to be. Uh, I think we'll have some cheers, maybe on the level of of Endgame or, or No Way uh, Home. No Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I also have a note here about the song "No Woman, No Cry," which that is a really beautiful remake of that song. And it's that song's not about a woman crying; it's actually about the strength of the maternal figures in a family. And I thought that's a really uh, beautiful, I mean, between that and still, again, mourning Chadwick Boseman, I think that's a really beautiful, you know, just a, a, a good, the perfect song for this trailer. Yeah. 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 It's a great trailer. Great, oh, great trailer. Yeah. Okay. Next up in the MCU. February 17th, 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Directed by Peyton Reed again. A lot of people reprising their roles, especially Jonathan Majors. That's the big one, is he'll be back. But is he he who remains? Or is he Kang? Or are they the same? <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. But. Jonathan Majors did say during the panel that... He didn't say that he was Kang, but he did say there will be conquering. That is a quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about this one too. I mean, I think I might have to just qualify things and say, I'm excited about everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there's something I'm not excited, I should just say, I'm not excited about this one. You can just assume, presume that I'm excited about it, but, um, I like the Ant-Man movies. I think that they have their own personality. This is where, again, it's a serious movie with people telling jokes rather than a jokey comedy movie that has some heart to it. And I don't know if it makes much of a difference to other people, but for me, that's how I qualify things and, and describe things. And that's how I, I, in a lot of ways, prefer it that way because that's the way they started. You know, Iron Man was serious movie with people who would tell jokes and Ant-Man, Ant-Man creeps up on the line, but doesn't quite go over it. Ant-Man's comedy stays within the realm of reality. (laughs) There's no tonal shift, really. Or at least of the reality that they've set up in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Because you have giant ants playing drum sets. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's there, but 
Well, this is also the same universe where there are Asgardian gods or not gods necessarily in the way we would think. They're just beings from another part of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So from February 17th, Ant-Man, we move to uh, some things that don't have specific dates. Some of them do, but some do not. One of those is spring 2023. We have Secret Invasion on Disney+. Plus. It's Maria be... Hill, Nick Fury, and Skrulls in space, <laughs> space, space. Colby Smulders coming back. Yes. So... And it's going to have a darker tone. Those are her words. Then what? I'm wondering what she's saying. Darker tone, I don't know. Than <laughs> usual? But what's the usual? I mean, a darker tone than Ant-Man and the Wasp, sure. Darker tone than the Multiverse of Madness? Certainly darker than No Way Home. Of course, I was rewatching that the other day, and there is a level, especially when it comes to uh, Green Goblin, that is extremely dark. Yeah, there's some darkness there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just going to be a darker tone. That's all. <laughs> uh, Sam Jackson, that'll be good. Secret Invasion is was a big event in the comic books where we find out that Skrulls had actually been had actually infiltrated the Earth years ago and so there was actually some characters who had been scrolls for years and nobody knew it until they revealed themselves in the secret invasion and so it is one of those like invasion of the body snatchers where you're not quite sure who's who what's what uh the invasion has already begun kind of a thing and the scrolls they're not coming they're here and they've been here all along. So I'm curious where they're going to go with this. I'm curious how far they're going to go with it. Um, it'd be interesting to see if like Colby Smulders is an invading Skrull instead of like this whole time. She's hmm. one of the bad ones, you know, because uh, we do see that there have been Skrulls, you know, taking the place of humans, sometimes with a good purpose, you know, like in... Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. But yeah, that's... It'll be interesting to see what they do with this and where they go with it. And we did see a little bit of that in the first uh, Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then next, we move to May, May 5th, 2023, which means we have skipped something that we know exists, but they didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. And that is Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, where they're going to celebrate Tree Day. Yeah. Or Life Day, not Tree Day, Life <laughs> Day. I think it would be hilarious if they opened up the holiday special as a parody of the Star Wars holiday special. You know, just do the first couple minutes, and then yeah. they go into and do their thing. Yeah, I I think I've said this before, maybe on this podcast, but I know I've said it on Strangers and Aliens. Inside the Star Wars Holiday Special, there is an edit that is a not bad TV episode of an 
unmade Star Wars TV series from the 70s, you know. Yeah. Um, you could take it, I, and I would love to do it, and just cut it up from the two-hour special down to about 30 or 40 minutes. And oh, it yeah. would work as a, a mini episode between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Uh, there's... Is that where you would cut out all the musical numbers? Cut out the musical numbers <laughs> yes. for sure. Um, cut out the comedy bits, like when uh, Lala or whatever her name is is doing the watching the cooking show uh, with the four armed cook and the four armed Julia Childs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, definitely cut out B. Arthur singing uh, her variation on Closing Time. Oh. I still have not finished the holiday special. I I now have found a way to stomach it, which is thankfully again through Mystery Science Theater 3000. Or or no, is it? It's Rift Tracks. Rift Tracks? Okay. Yeah. And it's free it on is- YouTube on yes. the Rift Tracks official channel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not even a, you know, someone ripped it and put it on YouTube. They have the whole thing except for Places where they might get copyright strikes from music. So any of John Williams themes, I think, has been cut out because <laughs> uh, they they don't want to deal with that portion of YouTube. But yeah. And the RiffTracks.com, not RiffTracks.com, the RiffTracks YouTube channel. Tons of free stuff. Lots of free shorts. There's great stuff. Great stuff. But we are not here to talk about Rift Tracks, <laughs> although I'm very excited in a couple weeks to be going to see Return of the Swamp Thing in theaters being riffed by the Rift Tracks people live. They won't be in the theater with me, but I'll be watching them doing it live somewhere else oh, on my was, theater screen. That's good to know. I was looking to see if that they would have anything uh, like that because they usually do some sort of tour this time of year. They do a couple every year where they... Usually, I think they're usually in in Minnesota doing their live show, but there's been some other places too. Yeah. But they, like I saw, I've seen a few of them. I saw them do Crawl. I saw them do Godzilla 1998. Um, if it's nearby and it's a movie that I'm kind of hoping to see, they the live show has the movie itself. Depending on how long the movie is, they'll also do some shorts and other little comedy bits. Every once in a while, they'll have a special guest come on, like Paul F. Tompkins or um, Weird Al or something like that. But yeah. Return of the Swamp Thing. It's not great, but it's... I definitely have seen it multiple times. So. <laughs> okay, so let's put a pin in Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Yeah, and everybody's back. Um, When they did the panel for San Diego Comic-Con, James Gunn said that it's been 10 years that week since he first pitched the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie to Feige. So it was an anniversary week for them. And this will be the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. However, that doesn't mean everybody will die. So it's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to go do their own thing at the end of the movie. Or you'll just see the Guardians on the Benatar and other movies. I don't know. Yeah, and he has some interesting quotes that you you pulled for the the notes. 
We'll be exploring Rocket's past. Nebula is funnier. <laughs> um, the High Evolutionary will be in it in full costume. Oh, no, no, no. The High, Evolu- High Evolutionary showed up to the panel in full costume and oh. in full character. So we got a little taste of that character. Oh. Yeah. Did you not see the... the... I did not. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going by your notes here. Oh, okay. So he... <laughs> yeah, he came in full character. And <laughs> it was interesting. Because he walked on the stage and he had this odd, huge smile like a forced smile that did not go to his eyes. So he looked really psychotic. <laughs> and he looked like he was trying to charm the audience. And then he's going to tear everybody apart. It was really hilarious. <laughs> and we are also going to be getting, oh, what's the character's name? Cosmo. Oh, well, that's not who I was thinking of, but oh, yeah. Okay. Um, shoot. Mantis, Adam Warlock. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Being played by the the guy, not a kid anymore, who played uh, Eustace Scrub in uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh, okay. Which he was, in some ways, for me anyway, the best part of that movie. So Will Will Poulter. Yeah, there was a joke that uh, when James Gunn first pitched Guardians of the Galaxy that Will Will Poulter was still a kid. (laughs) So, all right, yeah, okay. I'm I'm excited. I do like the idea of it being a trilogy where they actually are finishing up character arcs. Yeah, and finding out about Rocket's past that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, next. Coming on Disney Plus in summer of 2023 is Echo. I don't have anything other notes on that besides they're just currently shooting because it was a, it was just mentioned um, as they were going through the announcements. Same for the Marvels. It's currently shooting and that will be released on July 28th. Loki Season 2 will be released on Disney Plus summer of 2023. That one... I really want to see because yeah. first of all, they ended season one on a cliffhanger. And second of all, none of the stuff that I thought was going to affect the MCU really had much effect on the MCU. And so I'm just really curious to see like, okay, so where's the story going where it feels like they're going to fix things enough that, or are they going to explain how it actually did affect the MCU? But I expected there to be references, you know, like here's something, you know, but in the multiverse of madness, it was self-contained. They don't mention anything about anything from Loki and the same with uh, far from home or not far from home. No way home. No way home. Yeah. I have a feeling that, well, we've talked about, I think we've talked about this before that season or or phase four is like phase one where they're just sort of like setting up the characters and setting mm-hmm. up the universe. Yeah. And I think that in, cause now we're in phase five. So I'm thinking or where we are in our, our discussion is in phase yeah. five. So I'm thinking so, that we're going to get more of that continuity. 
So phase four is almost done. Phase four is She-Hulk and Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Right. And then phase five starts with Ant-Man and the Wasp, yes. Quantumania. And which I find interesting that that's how they've chosen to do it. I do feel like in some ways they, I don't know. I feel like there's a, the, the halfway mark was Endgame. And that everything before Endgame is its own thing, and everything after Endgame is a different thing, and they're just picking up the pieces from Endgame. And that's what Phase Four feels like to me is picking up the pieces from Endgame. Um, and then Phase Five, yeah, it's Ant Man and the Wasp, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy, Echo, the Marvels, Loki, and then another one I'm excited about. <laughs> November 3rd, 2023, Blade. Yeah. With uh, Mahershala Ali, which is going to be odd to explain because he also plays another character in an MCU canon series. Ah, everyone has their double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are a few actors who do double up um, in this, uh, in, in the whole MCU. So, yeah. So, not unless that character was turned into a half vampire. <laughs> but I'm joking. <laughs> it's it's funny because you know they, they it's a trope. You know you have a double and you meet your exact double in a TV show or something like that. Um, where I first saw someone really talking about your double exists out there was this old show called The Powers of Matthew Starr. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, don't worry. <laughs> you're, you're not missing much. But that was a thing that stuck with me ever since I was a kid where the main character, I think it was the main character, it might have been one of the um, supporting characters, but the, his double is out there, you know, and, and they're like, no, it's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> Everyone has a double out there somewhere who looks exactly like them and – and that's Blade. <laughs> He's got his double out there somewhere. Or um, Mahershala's character in, in uh, Iron Fist yeah. died. So, yeah. All right. Uh, fall 2023. Ironheart. Ironheart, which is a legacy of Iron Man. But this is a character who she is friends with Shuri, as we can see from the trailer for Wakanda Forever. And that's where we're going to first meet her, I believe. And she makes her own armor. In the trailer for Wakanda Forever, you actually see her like hammering out an iron heart. Yeah. So very, very literal, but it looks to be that she'll be um, creating armor to help in some of the stuff that's going on there in Wakanda. And then she gets her own series here on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm excited. And if you go back to the Wakanda Forever trailer, the shot of her working on the armor, she's framed in the exact same way that they framed Tony Stark in Iron Man when he was in the cave working on his first suit, the Mach 1. So, so yeah. excited about that one. Yeah. Yes. Very excited. Not excited about this next one. You're not? I'm not. Hmm. I'm not. You're not that, that's, excited? That's how about... I feel. Is, hmm. yeah. You're not excited about Agatha, Coven of Chaos? I'm not. <laughs> Formerly titled, subtitled House of Darkness? Or ha House of 
of Harkness. Harkness? Okay, House Harkness. of Harkness. Okay. Yeah. No, they, it was called House of Harkness, and sure, whatever. I don't... <laughs> That's probably the character that I would choose last of all existing characters in the MCU um, to hang a show on. I just, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not, <laughs> not excited. I will watch it. Probably enjoy it. I'm just not excited about it. Oh, okay. I, I get you. Um, I just really enjoyed her character from uh, uh, WandaVision. So I'm glad that they, um, I don't think she originally was going to have her own series, but it's just, um, oh, I almost called her Molly Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Molly Shannon. No. Um, I don't remember her name either. Oh, I don't. I will by the time we watch, we talk about this series. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that gives you two years. Yes. Or I guess a year and a half. But Year and a half, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed her performance. She stole every scene, which is good, fun. It, it, she made a fun villain. Yeah, she worked. Yeah. But I'm not super interested. I already said it, so I'm saying it again one more time. Okay. Not super interested in seeing a show with her. We'll watch it probably will enjoy it. Hopefully it's going to be good enough that I won't care that I didn't care, you know? Yeah. My ambivalence will just go away and I'll be like, Hey, that was fun. <laughs> or that was emotional or that was good. But I, I understand the feeling. Cause there have been times in the past where I'm like, eh, I really don't want, this doesn't interest me. And then I finally see the product and I'm like, Oh, I love this. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, May twenty twenty four, May third, Captain America: New World Order. Yeah, with Sam I Wilson. I'm very curious about this. I mean, we're 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 two years out now. Yeah, from from now, but the title has me intrigued, and obviously the casting has me excited because I know who Captain America is. Yeah. And there's going to be some fun things there. Uh, did you hear about the controversy on Twitter? No. Somebody from one of these marketing companies said that Sam Wilson is not really Captain America because he doesn't have the super soldier serum. And Chris Evans was <laughs> offended. Because <laughs> he, he's like, the super soldier serum did not make him a hero. It was his character who made him a hero, which... I agree. And I got to thinking about it that it's any hero. It's their character that makes them the hero. It's it's um what I would call in um in the industry I'm in right now. It's it's um soft skills. It's those soft skills, not huh. the hard skills, not the stuff you go to school for. It's the the personable skills. It's, you know, your integrity. That's what really makes a hero a hero. That's what separates the heroes from the villains. I mean, because if Steve, you know, was not self-sacrificing, if he did not care about the people around him, then he would just be a villain. Like every and everyone else that took the super serum. Just well, that's just, just it. About. Yeah. The super, the super serum, especially back then in the first movie back in the 40s, the super serum pulls out from within you. Yeah, amplifies. You know, and, yeah, and and enhances what you already are. 
And so that's why they, they were like, we're going to use him and not any of these other knuckleheads because this is the guy who threw himself on a grenade. Yeah. You know, this is the guy who wants to fight for his country because he hates bullies. And this is, he's the right guy for what we're doing. And honestly, you look at him and it's like, well, actually he's the right guy as well, because if it works with him, it works, you know, like if it works with that physique, then, you know, be careful with who you're choosing, but it'll, it'll work with anybody. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can understand what they were trying to say, but they're idiots saying it because it's the legacy, you know, is it Superman? Can Superman's super son be considered Superman if he doesn't have an S on his chest? Well, maybe, you know, but to me, you carry the shield. You say that's your name. The guy gives you the shield. You're Captain America. Yeah. Unlike what's his face. That was in the, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier series. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Spring oh. 2024. This is the most interesting one. Oh, this got one of two. Uh, there were two huge cheers, and this was the first one. Daredevil Born Again, Spring 2024. Yay! <laughs> Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio. Confirmed returning. And... Vincent said on Twitter, when I was a boy, dot, dot, dot. And that was his whole tweet to announce that he was coming back. Here's the thing about that. You've got a lot of going back and forth from people. Is this a reboot? Is this the same character? We don't know. Nothing's been said yet. We'll wait and see. But 18 episodes. Yes. 18 episodes. That is a television season. Yes. Well, close to it. And it's uh, five longer than when they were on Netflix. Yeah. Do you remember when television seasons used to be 26 episodes or 25 episodes? Oh, of course. I'm rewatching The X-Files. Oh, I started that my, earlier this summer. Yeah. I'm watching it with my kids and we started season two and they're like, we are only in season two now? <laughs> and well, yeah, because when you're watching Stranger Things- and your season is, you know, nine episodes. That's just a different way of doing things. This was, they did enough episodes where they could do it for half the year. And then the second half of the year, if it was a successful show, they would do reruns and just play them again. Yeah. And after four seasons, they can put it into syndication. And yeah, but it has been long. We've watched every single episode of the season. And there's been some episodes where it's like, yeah, we could have skipped this one. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. This is not great. Well, X-Files, um, most episodes were just episodic mm-hmm. as opposed to the episodes that were um, focused on the overarching story. So, I mean, even there are some really great episodes of the X-Files. You could skip them and go on to the, the season finale and. Yeah, they don't want to do that. I actually have the DVD sets that they did that are all mythology episodes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like four sets and it's different for each season. So like season one, there's actually only a handful of episodes that were mythology episodes. And I suggested that we do that because we wouldn't have to dig out the DVDs. We could just find the list online and like, nope, we want to watch them all. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we'll do it. 
<laughs> but the the best thing about it is it's going to get so good. Mm-hmm. It's going to get so good. And I can't wait to get to the good stuff with them. But some of these episodes, a little bit of a slog. Yeah. Funny enough. But anyway, 18 episodes of Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Excited. It'll be fun. I was, I was about to say, there are some episodes in, I think, season nine I still have not seen. And I really don't care to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as we were going on. Up next, July 26, 2024, Thunderbolts. Can you please explain this to me? Because they didn't talk much about it. Yeah, so Thunderbolts, the comic series, was a really interesting concept. And they really promoted it well. Uh, the first issue they've just promoted, you will want to buy this issue before anyone else can spoil it for you, basically, because there's a big twist at the end of the issue. And I'm going to spoil it for you now. I mean, we're talking 15, 16, 17 years ago. I don't remember exactly, but, um, it turns out the Thunderbolts are this brand new hero group that comes on the scene and they are going and helping people and doing hero stuff. But then at the end, you find out when they take off their masks, they're actually villains who have rebranded themselves. Hmm. And this is part of their nefarious plan. But there's one person on the team who's actually a hero. She's on the team. I think it was a she. But she was on the team because she actually wanted to do hero stuff and be a hero. And, you know, so there's some interesting dynamics going on there. My expectation here is some of these new characters who are kind of anti-heroes like the Captain America replacement and potentially even, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the, of the Black Widow, her sister. Oh, her sister? Yeah. But oh. hmm. where they're being recruited by Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Contessa. They're being recruited by her and the expectation for me is that we're going to be getting a kind of anti-hero Avengers in this movie. And it's going to be those characters that she's recruiting and we'll see, we'll see. But that's, that's my expectation. I wonder if Loki's going to be a part of them. I don't know. It would, it would be a good way to work him back into the main MCU timeline. It's just a wait and see at this point. Yeah. Cause we know nothing about it. I still not have seen the trailer because apparently it was only something that could be shown in Hall H. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting. That's where they're capping off phase five. Yeah. I think that that's going to maybe set up the primary conflict as they move into phase six, that we're going to have Avengers, new Avengers kind of butting heads with the Thunderbolts. But I also, I have a feeling that, uh, New World Order, Captain America New World Order is going to set up some of the stuff that's going to be happening in Thunderbolts. And okay. it'll be interesting to see. It, it will be. It was a great series. Thunderbolts was a great series. I got into it because the Great Lakes Avengers wanted to join them. And so when they couldn't. So the Great Lakes Avengers, for a while, they were, you know, just formed themselves as a hero group and called themselves Avengers. And then for a while, I guess they tried to um, like call themselves mutants. But here, they instead of Thunderbolts, they call themselves Lightning Rods. And we're kind of a, a new – like they're trying to ride the coattails of what the Thunderbolts were doing as this new superhero team is taking the world by storm. 
And they're like, well, we will too. And so they became the lightning rods. And But lightning, thunder follows lightning. But well, in this case, lightning was falling, following <laughs> thunder. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they're just trying to rip off the, uh, the new hotness. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which leads us into phase six with only three titles. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven movie dates announced. Well, those could be streaming as well. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But it's basically from tail end of uh, 2024 to tail end of 2025. Specifically, November 2024, we have a new title. And that is the Fantastic Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Yay! And then May 2025, Avengers the King Dynasty. Yay! November, so that was May 2025, November 2025, Avengers Secret Wars. So six months later, Secret Wars. Yeah. Yay! That was another huge cheer. Yeah. And that was, of course, a big callback to a big event in the comics where... All of the superheroes and supervillains in the whole world, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, most of them were torn away from the earth and pulled into another realm and forced to have a war against each other by basically a godlike being who wants to study humanity and understand good and evil and the world and the universe. And so he makes them fight. And it was. 12 issues long and in the comic books as you're reading along you get to the end of an issue and the hero disappears and then in the next issue they come back and it's been a couple months and they're different and the fantastic four comes back and and ben Grimm's not with them spider-man comes back and he's wearing a black costume and oh is that where venom came from it is oh okay it is issue Ooh. number nine of secret wars is the first appearance of Spider-Man wearing the black costume, but he just comes across this black goo kind of thing that forms into a costume around him, responds to his thoughts. And then he is, you know, wearing the black suit in the the comic books for a little while and then finds out this isn't great. (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. Yeah. Gets rid of it, and then it becomes its own thing and becomes Venom. And Yeah, and if you remember at the end of No Way Home, there was a little bit of goo that was left behind when Venom went back to his home home universe. So we shall see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that Spider-Man's going to find anything... You know, in in Secret Wars to, you know, we've already got Venom. Venom's already appeared. And they skipped the whole Secret Wars thing well, I think. Like in the Spider-Man animated series, it hitched a ride on a rocket ship that was landing on Earth. They did it less well in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, where it's just, hey, we're in the park sitting here. And, oh, something fell from space right behind me. (laughs) And... Uh, yeah, I'll take it home. Whatever. That so. whole movie, it's it's it, that movie has changed a lot in the past few years. <laughs> it has its moments. It it does have its moments, and people now enjoy the movie ironically, or or non ironically, or non ironic. Well, it's just the 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 Gen 
Zers actually enjoy it in a very different way than we enjoyed it when we first watched it in the theater because their their point of view is very different and their sense of humor is very different. So, and they, they get the added it, benefit of hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> and if they enjoy it, you know, I glad I'm good. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I really am because there are some funny parts in it, but it's just it leads leaves off at a weird place. Yeah. Yeah. And I was hoping to see a fourth one, and it didn't. Well, actually, it's more like there was no fourth one, and then No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Became but, the fourth one. Yeah. But I felt like like watching No Way Home, that there was a whole lot of stuff that happened in between uh, Spider-Man 3 and No Way Home. And I, I feel like he, uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane lived a life together. So, yeah. So let's talk about some animated stuff. Animation, yes. We've got I Am Groot on Disney Plus. That's August 10th. Yes, which is so, just a few days away. Yeah. Yeah. The question that we'll be asking is Is it MCU? That's the question we'll be asking because I don't think it is. I've I think it is. heard differently uh, with an interview with uh, Kirsten Lepore, who, if you're not familiar who she, with who she is, she is um, known for, she's the animation director for Marcel, the, the show with the shoes on. And there's also a few other shorts. Um, one's called Sweet Dreams. Another one's called High Stranger. And <laughs> you, you might not remember High Stranger by the title, but it's the one where this claymation humanoid figure is lying on its stomach. It's not wearing any clothes and it turns its head and it's just this round ball with a face drawn on. And it's saying some very things uncomfortable. That it's a very uncomfortable. Well, the first time you watch it, it's very uncomfortable. And then you go back and rewatch it because I watched it a couple days ago and I was like, oh, that is such a nice thing for this old friend to say to me. <laughs> I am still uncomfortable. Yeah. Every time I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, but she directed that. I don't recommend small children watching uh, Sweet Dreams for uh, because there's a moment where it becomes... It, it goes into a very PG-13 sort of situation, uh, if not very close to R. Um, <laughs> but... If you are an adult, and I, I do recommend watching it um, because it, it does some very interesting things with food. <laughs> well, um, I, I had heard that it is not MCU, but I can't remember where I heard it. So I heard otherwise. I heard that it was MCU because it, it, the, uh, the series takes place entirely in between the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and before the um, after credit scene. So it takes place in this very small amount of time. But it does look cute. And yeah. Bradley Cooper is going to be back. Yes. So we will watch it. We are not sure how we're going to cover it. Because it looks like it's going to be just short shorts. Yeah. So we so. shall see. 2024 Spider-Man freshman year. 
And this is another one where they said, and I've heard them say, this is the canon version of early Spider-Man. Yes, this is. But then they, they say that Norman Osborn is going to be Peter's mentor, and it's actually yeah. a what-if scenario. Yeah, so... So... Is it MCU? I'd like to say multiverse canon. Yeah, so that's another one we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. But again, they talked about Charlie Cox coming back as yes. Matt Murdock. Some of these villains that they say are going to be in this are Chameleon, Scorpion, Tarantula, Rhino, Otto Octavius. And that's where, okay, if you have Dr. Octopus showing up in freshman year and Tom Holland didn't recognize him in Far From Home, or not Far From Home, No Way Home. It really makes me wonder. Is it MCU? I agree. <laughs> I really do. But it, but then the way they describe it, saying it's it's a what if scenario. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll just have to wait and yeah. see on that. Speaking and, of what if, and season two will be called sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. But cool. speaking of what if. Season two will be 2023. That's great. I'd like yes. it sooner, but okay. Okay. I'd rather have good animation. <laughs> uh, we're going to get Yondu, Shang-Chi, Young Tony Peter Stark, Parker, Red Guardian, Valkyrie, Korg. Valkyrie. And season three will be coming, but they haven't given us a date. And then here's something else that they say something here that was something that goes against what I had heard, but that is that Marvel Zombies, I had heard it was going to be kind of a standalone thing on its own, not an MCU thing, but it sounds like they're picking up from like the ending of the What If episode. Yeah. Which makes it easier to answer the question. Is it MCU? Well, this is a what if spinoff, so <laughs> so it's definitely it's MCU, it's uh, but multiverse, yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how the sound files are going to be coming to you, but I either it's either going to be really easy for you <laughs> to do this, or you're going to be editing in all of these uh, little sound bites that I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do the whole thing, so. That's okay. <laughs> I can fix that. I mean, it. I mean, when we'll the sound post. bites have not been working, I have had no problem editing it, so it's not a problem. It's just, it's just another track. Yeah, I can add as many as, as I'd like. So finally, and this we haven't been going in order of release because this is actually fall twenty twenty three, and that is X Men ninety seven which is a continuation of the X-Men 90s animated series. Yes! <laughs> okay. Looks like they've already announced a season two. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, but this definitely it, it picks up from there. I'm curious if they're going to have the same voice actors or not. But Jubilee will be in this. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Professor X, Wolverine. I, you know, it's a great piece of MC or Marvel animation history. Uh, I definitely recommend watching it. Um, I'm curious if it's, if it's going to be, I guess I should say the, the what I'm asking is, is this necessary? Of course, the answer is going to be always, no, it's not necessary, but it's fun. You yeah. know? But, <laughs> So, which makes it an unnecessary, but a, uh, exciting thing to have. So, but we do have to ask the question and I'm not going to play the soundbite. I'll play the soundbite. No, I'm not going to play the soundbite. All right. I'll play it. Is it MCU? (laughs) And I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. No, it's not. Because it's. It's related to the cartoon, unless they're going to really just hit hard with the multiverse and say, everything we ever did is part of the multiverse, Hmm. which means the Incredible Hulk, part of the multiverse, Doctor Strange TV movie from the 70s, part of the multiverse, and the 70s live action Spider-Man part of the multiverse we'll see we'll see yeah i'm actually kind of hoping if they're not going to cast the original actors from the original 90s series if they're going to bring in um the actors from the uh, x-men 2000 series movie series oh that'd be interesting yeah i think that would be fun but and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't mind rejoining um, as an animated series. No, you know, you know, early calls for makeup. And you just show up in your pajamas and do your voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, well. Uh, Hugh Jackman that... is. Um, oh, I'm sorry if you don't mind. Um, Go ahead. Hugh Jackman has said that he would return in a cameo as Wolverine in the MCU. That's the big thing is there's no X anything on the schedule. Yeah. That surprised me. There's a lot of things that just aren't named, but dates have been claimed. Yes. So we shall see. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll hear more next year. Maybe we need to see some some content first before they announce anything else. We shall see. Yeah. We're just going to have to wait it out. Yeah. And enjoy what we have. So what do we have right now? Well, we're going to be talking about Ms. Marvel soon, and we'll have I Am Groot's to talk about, and we'll have She-Hulk Attorney at Law to talk about. Yes. And I think we'll have some fun talking about it. So we did get two comments on a post when I posted about the multiverse saga, which is what they're calling the, I don't know if it's all of the uh, phases together or whatever, but 
Um, it's a picture of Daredevil Born Again, Avengers King, Dynasty, Secret Wars, Thunderbolts, all that stuff. And I said so much to talk about. We did have two people comment on it. One person said, eh, not really. <laughs> and then another person said, curious as to why there was no mention of Captain Carter, which was something that had been tossed around out there. So mm. I will I will say um, that might be one of those one of those dates. Maybe. So final words, Samantha? Well, hopefully next time we will have Stuart here. It just depends how things go with him. And I would like to thank our Patreon patrons. Dave, Julie, Blessed Cheesemaker, 084, Tazzle, Jeffrey, and Andrew. Thank you all so very, very much. We cannot continue this podcast without you. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Let us know what you think. Send us an email to studioavery at gmail.com. Leave a note on our Facebook page or even a note on our uh, blog post for this episode. Or go to Patreon, sponsor us for a dollar or three a month, and you can hear these episodes early with all the extra chatter and extra things we post the unedited video uh, not video unedited <laughs> audio uh every every episode and sometimes it comes out way ahead of time sometimes it comes out almost the same time depending on how long it takes for me to get to my simple job compared to how long it takes Samantha to do the more complicated job sometimes her complicated job and my simple job happen very close to each other but and i nitpick in the editing i nitpick <laughs> and i appreciate it so yeah. <laughs> And all that to say, I don't have a quote from any kind of movie or TV show here. I'm just going to say again, thank you so much for listening. And as you go in your travels, I just want to wish you Godspeed. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us. Now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us voicemail by calling one seven seven five five level 7 That's one seven seven five 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 three eight three five seven. Or send us an email to studioavery at gmail.com. You can also go to welcome to level 7com slash feedback and leave us a message there. Or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcome to level 7. The 7 is spelled out. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven, the seven is spelled out, and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening, and Godspeed. All right, let's talk about DC's San Diego Comic-Con announcements. Okay, I know nothing about these announcements, so this was a surprise much. for me. There yeah. wasn't much at all. So it's okay. like uh, they talked about Black Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. And they talked about um, the Shazam movie. I'm looking forward to that. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh. <laughs> like, well... Um, the, so the DC Black universe Adam, is is kind of being has been deconstructed pretty much. Well, that's the thing. They they actually said that Snyderverse is pretty much done. They're yeah. not going to do any follow ups with that. That yeah. was actually I think said in the um in, in the the thing there. Now they're still like 
technically Shazam and Black uh, Black Adam will be part of that universe, but it won't be related to what Snyder, Snyder was doing. Um, um, what about that Flash movie? Was that supposed to be released this year? So that's the other two things that are going on. There's two bits to this, but one is they... I, I just found out today the news was released where they're saying this, the Batgirl movie, which is done basically in the can. They're not releasing that because it's not great. <laughs> so no. they're just not releasing it. They're not even releasing it. HBO max. Ooh, like it's just not happening. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm very curious, like what's actually going on there. And then you have the flash movie, which <laughs> I don't know if you've been paying attention, but, um, Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash, is kind of not a great person. He's been uh, going through some stuff. Let's be a little generous. He's been going through stuff. I don't want to be a little generous because of some of the stuff that he's doing while he's going through this stuff. Eh. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, he was getting arrested for violence and things like that. And it's just, wow, okay, this is where we're at. And so I don't know what, do, <laughs> what Warner Brothers is going to do. Because they've got this movie that hangs completely on this guy. Mm, and yeah. so it's just a mess. Just a mess. Um, Black I was, Adam. I was uh, really looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton come back as Batman. Well, and he was supposed to be in the Batgirl movie too. Oh, that's a shame. And so it's just this weird place that they are in. And... Yeah, and now there's also been rumors about Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, which I would love to see, but I don't know when or how. What are they planning with that? Mm. So, I have been very, very curious to go back on HBO Max and watch the Superman Lois Lane TV show. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't seen season two yet, but I really enjoyed season one of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Lois and Superman being parents in Smallville. But yeah, I just, the whole DC extended universe thing that they're planning to do, those plans, they've set sail. They're done. They're, they're trying to figure out how to get around this and until they come up with a good idea. Like, I'm really curious what's even going to happen when the flash movie starts getting promoted to come out. Um, because it's getting much harder for general audiences to separate creatives from creation. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But that is, that's what's happening over on DC's side of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. it's actually kind of a shame. Well, not kind of shame. It's a, it is a shame. It's a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, we may be Marvel fans, but we're also DC fans too. I'm I'm superhero fan. You know, yeah. I love Aquaman. Now they got the Aquaman movie coming out, and so they didn't do much with that. But um, the Aquaman movie's coming, and there's there's lots of different things that DC is kind of doing, but pulling Batgirl all together. I don't know what's going on with that. Mm. I'm wondering if some of that might be just exaggeration or people who don't really know 
you know, like, is it, is that, is this a, we got it covered kind of thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, I was on Twitter when, um, while Marvel was doing their animation panel and I kept saying all sorts of strange Unusual things come across my Twitter feed, and I was like, "I okay, I have to put this down." Um, uh, because I was like, "I can't believe it," you know. They would be saying this in the panel. Uh, some <laughs> of it was true, and other things were not. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight, and we'll be getting some Ms. Marvel stuff going here soon, and. She-Hulk stuff, and I'm ready for Miss Marvel. Me too. It was a great series. It was. Uh, we, I think, at this point, we've all three of us have seen it, and yeah. it's so that's it, it's that's gonna be coverage yeah. a little different. But Patreon patrons have given us some feedback, and that's gonna help. Yeah, really define how we're gonna cover it. So I'm I'm excited about that. So yeah. So if yeah. you still want to send in feedback, please send in feedback. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye.